What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm Tyler coming to you guys today from the Vivid Seat Studio. And joining me in studio today for our week six Picks of the Week episode is my co-host, Charlie. And Charlie's excited because now she is only a day away from her biennial trip to Knoxville and her beloved Calhoun's barbecue pork potato skins. Charlie, I gotta ask you this. What are you gonna do if you get up to Knoxville tomorrow and they are out of those potato skins like they were after your first order two years ago? I remember that. You called me and you were flipping out and I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I actually already called ahead like four days ago. To check and make sure. And I have asked them to put aside three orders just so that they have those. She's a grown woman, guys. When I get there. No, <laughs> Three no, orders. No. I'm just kidding. I did not do that. However, that is a good idea. I probably should have done that. I honestly don't understand. Like, I know... It was very There's upsetting. a lot of people there, but this, we're talking about a Friday night. We're not even talking about Saturday. I get it if you run out Saturday night, because you get the whole weekend, a lot of people coming in for the game. I get that, but yeah. Friday night before the game, and you're running out of something that people really like at your restaurant, like, you're not prepared for that? Ill, Ill-prepared last time. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. I don't know. Were they out of just the potatoes or were they out of... They weren't out of cheese. The, right. But like what... The pork, like the pork I would just... The... I guess I would have to ask them to go make a potato skin from scratch and then get some ribs, order some ribs on the side and then make my own at the table perhaps. Or would you pull one of the... the uh, do you know who I am? No, I would never. Who am I? I'm the third co-host of the Glory UJ podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, big time. I don't think anybody cares about that. Now I'm uh, Yeah, that's true. That's we true. could have a whole podcast just on food. On food in college towns food. that we travel to yeah. for and Georgia football games. Yeah. Now we're going off on a tangent. Yeah, sorry. So. Let's get back to football. Uh, for now, for the third week in a row now, we all had a winning week straight up uh, last week. In fact, Charlie, our in uh, our guest host Wendell, who did an amazing job, just like all of our guest hosts have, and myself, we all went nine and one straight up, with our only collective blemish being the Maryland Penn State game on Friday night that went very bad, very quickly. Uh, I started watching that game on Friday night after I got back in, and uh, within about five minutes of game time, I was like, "Oh no, this is not good." So. In our Own It segment today, where we have to own our horrible bad picks from the previous week, obviously that is the game that Charlie and I are both owning. We both took Maryland, not only to cover the six-point spread, but to win outright in a home upset of Penn State. But not only did Maryland not win, the Terps were summarily executed by a score of 59 to nothing at home in a big-time segment. It was in prime time, at night. They were one of only two games on TV that night. Uh, but, Charlie, you had an awesome week going 9-1 straight up. But did that embarrassment of just being like that off on the Maryland pick, did that take away from what was otherwise a great week? I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Oh, I reminded you plenty on Saturday. Yeah, you did. I forgot. But at the same time, making fun of myself because... It's been a long week. Like, we had a really good week, but, like, that is a... That's embarrassing. Like, to be that off. It was... Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. I, I mean, guess so I should I'm not, be I'm speaking for myself. I'm speaking I for myself. You went nine Thank and one. You. You went Shame me. Keep just keep shaming. I'm me. shaming myself. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not about you. It's not All about right. you, Charlie. Uh, Don't mention the against the spread. Uh, well, well, well I mean, I've got to. I've got to throw the numbers oh, okay. out there. So with her nine and one week last week, Charlie is now a very solid thirty four and nineteen straight up. Got to give her some props there. Uh, but after going four and six against the spread last week. Charlie is now at 
22 and 31 against the spread. Still a work in progress there. Uh, oh, and she's she's actually giving me the middle finger right now. You guys can't see that, Charlie. What's wrong with you? Uh, but representing our guest host, Wendell also went nine and one straight up to push our guest host straight up total to 39 and 14. You guys are doing an incredible job. Uh, he also went four and six against the spread, which now puts our guest host against the spread total at 27 and 26, still above 500. And with my nine and one week straight up, my running straight up total is still tied with our guest host at 39 and 14 overall. And after going six and four against the spread in my week five picks, my against the spread total for the season is now at 32 and 21. So Charlie, that's kind of inverse from yours, right? Something like that. I blocked you out. All right. Oh, well, I know. That's all you can do right now. You got, you got no words for it. But now I want to bring in our week six guest host. Joining us today is a guy that has been a loyal listener for a couple of years now and a guy that we always really enjoy interacting with on social media. So we're going to welcome in my man, G. G, welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely. And we're really glad you joined us today. And G, judging by your Twitter account, you are a, it looks like a pretty big Georgia and Falcons fan. But what else yep. should our listeners know about you out there? Anything interesting going on? Well, I'm in college right now. You know, midterms is kicking us off. But, you know, it's all good. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a long-time Georgia fan, Falcons fan, anything Atlanta. I'm a fan. Yeah, that's basically it. That's awesome, man. So, midterms, yeah, midterms, man. I, know that, I remember those days. Never, never fun. Never fun also. Best of luck to you there, my friend. God bless you on that. All right, let's go ahead and make some picks. Charlie, I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away from here. All right, today we're going to kick things off with the biggest game of the entire weekend on the national landscape, and that's the top 10 matchup between Auburn and Florida in the Swamp. Game day will be in Gainesville for the first time since 2012. And in what used to be a long-running annual rivalry game, Auburn will be traveling to Gainesville for only the fourth time in the past 20 years. It's hard to believe. I know. The seventh-ranked Tigers are the three-point road favorite in this one. So I'm going to pick Auburn to win and cover. And Curtis actually wants to get in on the fun and send in his picks this week. And he's also going to take Auburn to win and cover the three. G, what's your pick this week? This one was pretty tough, but uh, I'll go with Auburn wins and cover, mainly because um, Auburn offense averages 38 points a game, like doing my research. And, yeah, they but they only throw for 200 yards per game, and they rush for only 251 yards per game. But one thing to watch, Auburn do get kind of um, – they fumble a lot. They lost 12 fumbles, and they allowed 13 sacks. So that is something to watch for. Their defense, Auburn's defense is pretty nasty. When they, whenever they do decide to come play, led by Derrick Brown and that nasty D line. So yeah, I pick Auburn to win and cover. And Florida, that's yeah, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, G. I love it, man. And I'm totally with you, buddy. This is this is a tough one to pick. It's one of those. I mean, really, I think in a lot of ways, I think a couple of the games we're picking today are kind of those classic toss-up games, and this is one of them. I do think Auburn is the better team. I'm with both you guys on that. But I will say like, the fact that it's on the road in Gainesville, that does give me at least some pause there. Uh, and obviously with how Florida can get after the passer, this is really not necessarily an ideal situation for a young quarterback like Bo Nix, who really just doesn't have a ton of experience in hostile environments. You got you to think think about that. But on the other side, I, I just I still don't know what to think about Kyle Trask. I don't know what Florida has in him. He's been really efficient, but not a major playmaker 
And all those all the games he's played in really have been against inferior competition. It's going to be a big step up in competition for him and also, I guess, for Bo Nix as well. Uh, Nix didn't have a huge week last week at home against Mississippi State through for over 300 yards for the first time in his career. But to this point, I know it's still early, but to this point, that has been the exception. He's been he's been pedestrian as a passer otherwise. Uh, but he, I think he might be more of a playmaker in that offense. He's a great fit for that Gus Malzahn offense. But at the end of the day, football is a game of matchups. We know that. And I'm just not sure where Florida has like a, a definitive matchup advantage in this game. Maybe their cornerbacks versus the Auburn passing game with Bo Nix as a true freshman. But Auburn does have some good receivers. Uh, but the matchup I simply cannot ignore here in this game is that Auburn front seven versus that Florida offensive line. Florida cannot run the football with any sort of success. They're 88th nationally rushing the ball. Auburn's top 20 in rush defense, allowing less than 100 yards a game. And they got one of the best defensive lines in America. That's been well documented. We all know that. And, and for me, if Florida can't run the football, I'm just not sure Kyle Trask is good enough. I don't know if we have enough evidence to suggest that he's good enough to go out there and put this team on his back and carry them to victory over a top 10 team, even if it is at home. So I'm with you guys at toss-up, but give me Auburn to win and cover that three. All right. The SEC slate is very light this week, with six teams in the league on a bye and only three interconference matchups in the league. So this next game, well, let's just say it lacks intrigue. But it is an SEC matchup, so we are going to include it in our picks. The one in three Vanderbilt Commodores who have had to fight the end to get their first win of the season at home against Northern Illinois last week are traveling to Oxford to take on Ole Miss in their annual cross-divisional contest. Ole Miss is a seven-point home favorite. I was really debating about this one. Yeah, you were asking about this one before the show. I was, and I probably sound like a moron, but I'm going to pick Vandy with the upset. Um yeah, Ole Miss is just not a scary place to play. So maybe they yeah, we've can been pull there a couple out. times. It's, and you know. Curtis is going to take Ole Miss to win and cover. G, what's your pick? I'll also take Ole Miss to win and cover, mainly because mainly because Vandy's really not a good program right now. I mean, they come out swinging, but just it's the talent, the depth is not there. Their O line is well documented, is horrible. Keyshawn Vaughn, he's really not having the year that we are all expecting, but they do have some good playmakers with Jared Pinkney and Linson. Well, Ole Miss on the other side, uh, John Reese Plumley, he's he's actually a pretty good quarterback. I wish we really got him, but it's okay. And then Matt Corral, Matt Corral is hurt, but they say he might play this uh this weekend. And Ole Miss is at home, so with the home field advantage, I believe Ole Miss might win that and cover. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Uh, yeah. First of all, let me just say, oh, what a game. What a game. Uh, I have feel sorry for everyone who has to watch this game. I love college football. Man, I don't know if I can make it through this one. Um, man, you, both you guys made some good points here. G, you made some great points, man. You might cause me to flip my pick here at the last second. It's one of those toss-up games again for me. Because at this point, I'm with you, G. I just decided that Vanderbilt, they're just not a very good football team. They're just not. Uh, they beat Northern Illinois last week. I didn't watch a lot of that game because I actually had a little bit of money on that and a little parlay. Uh, and that, but they kept me uh, sweating down the wire there. They won the game late by less than a touchdown, but they were actually outgained by Northern Illinois. They're really missing Kyle Schirmer right now. Riley Neal's fine, but he's nothing more than that. Um, and Ole Miss might have found something in, in Plumlee. He really, he really impressed me what what he did against Alabama. He didn't really do anything great as a passer, but he, he is definitely a great athlete. I think he has some ability to go out there and make some plays. Looking at both these teams defensively, they're both just terrible. 
Uh, Vandy is dead last in the SEC, giving up 500 yards a game. Now, granted, they did play us and LSU. So that's two top five teams there in the first couple of weeks of the year. And then Ole Miss is right behind them in 13th place defensively. So th- to me, this is like the defense optional bowl. I mean, this is this is going to be a weird game. Uh, but, man, I, I this is one I went back and forth on. Gee, you almost flipped me, man, but I – I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the the Commodores in this game primarily because, as I stated before, really this is the reason I'm taking the Commodores. I'm a believer in the Bama body blow theory. I think the week after right. you play Bama, you are beat up. Uh, you're not feeling it. There's kind of a letdown situation. I don't think Vanderbilt's good. I, I totally agree with G. They're not a good football team. I watched them play North Illinois last week, and they. God, that was rough. Uh, but I just don't know if Ole Miss physically without the bye week after the Bama game, is going to be ready to, to win this football game. So I'm very hesitantly going to take the Commodores to win this game. Well, that does it for the SEC this week, other than our game, which we will save for the end. So our next game is another big national matchup between ranked teams as the undefeated Iowa Hawkeyes are traveling to Ann Arbor to take on the 19th-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Despite the blowout loss to Wisconsin a few weeks ago, Michigan is still the three-and-a-half-point home favorite. I was really wavering back and forth on this one. It's another one of these toss-up games. Yeah, I mean, yeah definitely. I would, I would really like to pick Iowa, but my opinion is, well, I would get screwed either way because if I pick Michigan, then Iowa's going to upset them. But if I pick Iowa, then Michigan's going to come out and have a game of the year. Oh, so the universe is against you? No yes. accountability here? Come on. I think the universe is against me. So – I am going to go with Michigan to win and cover. Curtis is also going to go with the Wolverines to win and cover at home. G, what's your pick? I said Michigan will win, but I said they will not uh they will not cover. But Iowa has a pretty good quarterback. He's thrown for uh, 865 yards and eight touchdowns, no interceptions. They also have two uh three 200 yard rushers. So and then their defense, I mean, they they're okay. But Michigan, Michigan, you know, they're, they're always the team that's hyped up in the offseason but comes out and disappoints every year. Their offense don't look too good this year, and their they defense is not as dominant. So, with that being said, I'll just say Michigan wins, but I don't think they'll cover that spirit. All right. Tyler, what's your pick? I love what you said there, G. You're, you're totally right about the Michigan offseason hype that happens every single year. And if you go by offseason hype in this one, you take Michigan. But if you go by performance through the first five weeks, I don't think it's even close. I think you go Iowa. Um, and, and I will say, like, Iowa, they haven't really played anybody. It's still early in the year. I guess they did go on the road to beat Iowa State. But Iowa State's already got two losses in the year. I'm not sure how good they are. But statistically, right now, through a couple of weeks, Iowa is vastly superior to Michigan pretty much all around. Uh, Iowa's fifth in total defense. Michigan's 22nd. Iowa's 29th in total offense. Michigan is 81st. But it is in Ann Arbor. You got to say that. Uh, and Michigan, like maybe Michigan found something after after their beat down to Big Ten resident baby seal Rutgers. But it's Rutgers. I mean, I don't I don't know what you can take from that. Uh, everyone does that to Rutgers. But I'm going to go with what I've seen this year. I'm not going to go with the hype. Both times I've watched Michigan play this year against Army and against Wisconsin, I was entirely underwhelmed. And that is putting it lightly. Uh, Shea Patterson is, and for all, here's another guy, a lot of hype coming in Michigan, but he hasn't really lived up to that. He's, Really inefficient right now. They can't run the football. They're 94th nationally running the ball. And to me, when you have when you can't run the football and you have an inefficient quarterback, that is a recipe for losing big games. Uh, and, and G mentioned Nate Stanley. He was right on there. He might not be an elite quarterback, but he's good. He's a steady veteran. 
who does have the ability to make plays down the field at times. So right now I think Iowa is the more stable team who is clicking more so than Michigan. I wouldn't bet on this game because I'm with you guys. This is another one of those toss-up games this week. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with it here. I'm going to go with what my eyes have seen this year. I'm going go to uh, go with the Hawkeyes to win outright. Get the upset. All right. Staying in the Big Ten, we have another top 25 matchup as the 25th ranked Michigan State Spartans are traveling to number four Ohio State as the 20 and a half point road dog. So I am going to take Ohio State to win, but I think Michigan State will cover, as does Curtis. So, G, what's your pick? I agree. Uh, Ohio State should and they should win, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, cover that because a twenty-point, well, basically a twenty-point deficit. I mean, uh, on the road, that's pretty big. But Ohio State do have the better talent, clearly. J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields, they're the truth right now. They got pretty good receivers to throw to. They have a good secondary. Their defense defense looks pretty legit this year, actually. And then they're playing at home. So, yeah, I'll give Ohio State with the win, but do not cover. All right. Tyler, what's your pick? Yeah, G's totally on this. I'm going to echo a lot of what he said there. I I totally agree that Ohio State, they're vastly superior to Michigan State from a talent perspective. But we have seen inferior Spartan teams go into Columbus and win before. But this is a different year. It's a different Ohio State team. It's a different Michigan State team. Uh, I I do think I'm ready to say that this will be Justin Fields, maybe his first real test against a a good defense. Right now, Michigan State is seventh nationally uh, defensively, giving up just over 250 yards a game. Now, this is a step up in competition for them, uh, no doubt. But that's a good, pretty salty defense. I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields put up the video game numbers that he has most of the year and maybe not his many big plays. Uh, Michigan State, really what it is with Michigan State, they they play this version of quarters coverage that makes it very difficult to hit big plays down the field while they're also able to consistently gain the numbers against the run. I really like what they've been doing defensively for years now. But, man, that Michigan State offense is so bad. They're so bad. Brian Lewerke, sometimes I don't get it. At quarterback, he has the ability, but it's just baffling how year in and year out they consistently have issues moving the football. Uh, So I'm with you guys 100% here. I think – Ohio State wins this game, uh, and I think it's going to be their defense. That, you're right, G. That defense is actually pretty good this year. And I'm not sure how Michigan State finds a way to score enough points to pull the road upset. I do love this Michigan State defense, though. I love Mark D'Antonio and what he's done for that program. So I'm, I'm also going to agree with you guys that while Ohio State wins, I think Michigan State can hold Ohio State down enough defensively to cover the 20 and a half. All right. Moving over to the ACC, Virginia Tech is traveling to Miami in a game that could have some ACC coastal implications. Maybe not so much for Virginia Tech, as that program has just about, well, fallen apart. But Miami is still very much in the coastal race, and Miami is the 13.5-point home favorite. I am going to pick Miami to win. I I hope they will cover. Why do you hope? There's not Mark Rist out there anymore. I know, but <laughs> I, I mean, Virginia Tech is bad. Okay. They're bad. They are. They are. I agree with that. But maybe they won't cover. So, hmm. Make your mind. Who are you taking? Come hmm. on. I'm going to take Miami, but I guess Virginia Tech will cover. Okay. And Curtis is also going to take the home team to win, but he doesn't think Miami will cover the 13 and a half. So I have been swayed. G, what's your pick? I have Miami winning, but not covered, because that's a, a really big spread. Uh, DJ Dallas, he's pretty good. He's not elite. Jeff Thomas is pretty good. Nah, I don't think he's elite, but their old their O line is pretty is horrible. Uh, Jaron Williams, he's a pretty good quarterback. Is yeah, 
So I'll take Miami to win, but not cover. All right. Tyler, what's your pick? All right. So I was one of the um, the idiots who watched basically every snap of that Virginia Tech-Duke game last week just because. Why not, right? Uh, and, man, like, God, that Virginia Tech program, they have fallen on hard times. And, look, they've had issues offensively for years now. That's nothing new. They've never been explosive there. But it's Bud Foster's defense that gets me. This is just not the same Virginia Tech defense I'm used to seeing. It's just weird watching them play. This is not the same program. In Miami, now, they've had issues of their own. They struggled to beat a really bad Central Michigan team two weeks ago, 17-12 to 12 at home, barely cracking 300 yards of total offense. But I do like Miami to win this one for a couple of reasons. I think Jaron Williams back for Miami, whereas Ryan Willis for Virginia Tech, that dude's average is grits, man. He's just straight-up average at best. Uh, then from a talent perspective, from a speed perspective, it's night and day. We all know Miami's got more talent. And here's the big one for me. It's the kicker. Miami is coming off a bye week, which I always think is a huge advantage, especially when you're playing a team that, that's not coming off a bye. So give me the Hurricanes to win at home. And I'm also going to, you know, I don't feel great about the, the spread on this one, but give me, give me Miami to also cover at home. You were giving me so much trash talk. Who? When? What? About me, I was picking Miami to cover. When? Before the show? Yes. I'm not going to tell you my picks. Uh, liar. Okay. <laughs> moving over to the past. Competition. Oh, okay. Moving on. You're, you're going to, I'm sure you'll be right. So, moving over to the Pac-12 for a couple of games, we have the Cal Bears traveling to Eugene as an 18-point road underdog to take on the Ducks of Oregon. Oregon has quietly been playing some good football after their week one loss to Auburn, but Cal has also been sneaky good this year. So, I'm going to pick Oregon to win with Cal covering, as does Curtis. G, what's your pick? I'll say Oregon wins and covers, mainly because if their offense gets going, they can put up points in a hurry. And I actually watch a lot of the Oregon games. They, the Justin Herbert, he's top of the line. They have a pretty good running, pretty good running back in uh, CJ Fidel, and I forgot the other running back's name. Jacob Breland at tight end, he's pretty good. The defense is actually like pretty good this year, like compared to like other years. The defense and sec- mainly their secondary has really came up. So I'll take Oregon to uh Oregon to win and cover. All right. Tyler, what's your pick? I like your style, G. I'm totally with you here, man. Oregon's a good football team. I, I think they should be undefeated. Should doesn't really matter. They're not undefeated, but they had that Auburn game. That they they completely blew that game late. They fell apart. They weren't completely healthy. I do think they're I mean th- that's a legit Pac twelve title contender, probably maybe the favorite right now. Um, they've actually not given up a touchdown, not one single touchdown since week one against Auburn. That's crazy. I haven't really played much of anybody, but still, that's impressive against anyone. Um, now, Cal plays really good defense, and I do expect them to give Herbert maybe a few issues in this game. But with, with quarterback Chase Garbers out of this game, he was finally starting to play some good football. He's out with a shoulder injury. And backup Devin Monster, who came in in relief of, of Garbers last week against Arizona State, he looked dreadful last week. He was 5 of 14 for 23 yards passing. Cal is good enough defensively to at least keep Oregon from maybe running wild, but I'm just not sure how an offense that was already 108th nationally coming into uh, with Garbers, averaging only 346 yards a game, I'm not sure they're going to be able to score enough to come remotely close to winning on the road in, in Eugene. So I'm totally with G here. Give me the Ducks to win and also cover this game. All right. Also in the Pac-12, the number 15 Washington 
Huskies are traveling to beautiful Palo Alto to take on the Stanford Cardinal. The Huskies are favored by 14 and a hook on the road. Curtis and I are both picking Washington straight up and to cover the 14 and a half spread. Gee, what's your pick? I agree. Uh, I think Washington wins and covers mainly because Stanford's program is, oof, I don't know what they got going on this year. David Shaw me out, marked me out the door, actually. Um, Jacob Eason is pretty good at running back. Uh, Ahmed, what? Ahmed, I, I, yeah. Ahmed, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's pretty good. And Jacob Eason. Other than that one game against Kyle, Jacob East has really been balling this year. He might be might be first round in next year. Who knows? I wish him the best. But yeah, I'll pick uh Washington to win it cover. All right. Tyler, what's your pick? Yeah, and this is another one where where geez, he's all over this one. Stanford, I I, I can't explain what's happened to them. I guess all I can say is they're still trying to do the same thing offensively, have the same offensive identity that they've had for years with inferior talent and it's just not working for them they just lack speed when they go up against any team with any kind of speed whatsoever they just get whacked they can't hang with them at all um and, and i agree jacob Eason has been really good from this year that cow game was the exception it was kind of a weird game though and a couple of weather delays kicked it off really late um don't make excuses for him but other than that he's been really really good and cow's pretty good defensively Washington, i think just has too much talent uh david shaw i i still think he's a really good coach but but chris peterson on on the other side with washington he's a really good coach in his own right um i know this is on the road at stanford this you know in past years this would have been a really big matchup on any given week but right now i, I just don't think they're any match for washington so i think washington's gonna go and they're kind of rolling right now beat usc by two touchdowns last week uh took it to byu a couple weeks ago so i'm gonna take washington the hook there Gives me a little pause. If it was 14, I'd feel pretty good about it. I'm, I'm definitely going to take them to win. I feel good about that. And I'm going to take them to also cover. I don't feel as good about that. But I just right now, I'm not sure how, how Stanford's going to score enough points to, to, to cover that spread. Okay. We are picking only one game in the Big 12 this week, and that is number 11 Texas traveling to Morgantown to take on the 3-1 and West Virginia Mountaineers. The Longhorns are the 10.5-point road favorite in this one. I am going to go with Texas to win and cover, as is Curtis, making the same pick. G, what's your pick? I agree. Texas should win and cover. They have a good enough quarterback, uh, Ellender, and their defense is good enough to get them by. And in West Virginia, uh, they transfer quarterback, uh, Austin Kendall. He's, he's not really been pretty good. Like So I'll take Texas to win and cover. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Yeah, geez, right. Austin Kendall coming from Oklahoma, you know, he's a guy that's pretty hyped up coming out of high school. And one of those guys just hasn't lived up to the hype right now. He's uh, averaging under six yards per pass attempt. That's not very good at all. Uh, they're three and one right now. I think that record is a little misleading. They barely beat James Madison. They actually got outgained by James Madison in week one. Now, James Madison's a good FCS program, but I don't care. It's an FCS program. You're West Virginia. That should never happen. Uh, and they got blown out on the road at Missouri, 38-7. They came back and beat North Carolina State at home. I actually lost a little money on that one because I thought, you know, they weren't very good. But they uh, they they messed me up in that week. But against Kansas last week, uh, they really were not – or I guess it was two weeks ago. They really weren't all that impressive. They're coming off the bye week, which gives me a little bit of pause. But so is Texas. They're Both of these teams are coming off a bye week. But I'm with you, G. Sam Ellinger, I think he's the difference there. Texas has too much talent. I don't think West Virginia is quite ready to do this. Uh, especially with Austin Kimmel quarterback. He, they, he, they basically have not given me any reason to to suspect they have a chance to win this football game. So 
I'm going to go with a more talented team with a better quarterback on the road to take Texas to win and cover. Honestly, I, I'm surprised. I, I'm not sure why this spread's only 10 and a half. Like, that's surprising me. This is like the weirdest spread of the week for me. I agree. All right, moving down the list, we have Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels traveling to Atlanta, fresh off the almost upset of Clemson last week. Oh, that was heartbreaking. The Heels are favored by 10.5 over a Georgia Tech team whose most recent humiliation was a 24-2 to loss to Temple. 24-2? to How do you even do That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tech. Anyways, so I'm going to go with UNC to win and cover, as will Curtis pick UNC to win and cover that 10.5 over the Jackets. G, what is your pick? UNC wins and cover and Georgia Tech. Their offense is it's a work in progress. We could say they're a work in progress. It's very, so, that's very yeah. nice of you. <laughs> you are much nicer than <laughs> Yeah, so with that being said, I'm going to keep it short. Georgia Tech is a work in progress. So, yeah, they'll win they cover. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Yeah, I, I, we all knew Tech was going to be really bad coming into this season. I honestly didn't expect them to be this bad offensively because I, I've talked about this before. And the only reason we're still putting Georgia Tech games on our list every week is really just so we can point and laugh at them because it's just hilarious right now. I'm going to live this up while we can. I mean, this team has not gained more than 307 yards of total offense in any game this season. 307 that's that's the that's the tops for them right now like that's where they've topped out that's that's crazy and I, I don't even know what they're trying to do offensively it's like they realize they still have triple option personnel but they want to spread it out so they're trying to spread it out and kind of run the triple option from the spread form it's weird they can't complete a forward pass and they, and they have a quarterback when they're gonna run the ball they have Tobias Oliver in there they're gonna throw the ball they bring another guy in so it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do uh, with the different quarterbacks uh, defensively, they, they actually haven't been bad defensively. They gave it 630 yards to Clemson, but since then, 262, 350, and 325. Now it's going to South Florida Citadel and Temple. But they've been at least okay defensively. But they just can't score. They just simply cannot score. Uh, North Carolina, uh, this, is a, it, it, this is a much better North Carolina team than we've seen the past couple years. Sam Howell, uh, he is legit at quarterback. He's still young, going on the road here. But Tech, they just cannot score. Uh, North Carolina hasn't really been explosive offensively either. But I'm putting my faith in, in Mac Brown to go on the road. This is another game where, like, that hook kind of gets me a little bit, that 10-and-a-half. feel a lot better saying I'm going to pick Carolina to cover if it was a 10-point spread. But give me the, the heels to win, and uh, sure, why not? Let's point laugh at Texas more. Give me, give me the heels to cover the 10-and-a-half. All right. And finally, in the only game that really matters to us, our Georgia Bulldogs are traveling to Rocky Top to take on the one and three Tennessee Volunteers. Both teams are coming off a bye week and we are coming off the 23 to 17 victory over top 10 Notre Dame, while the Vols are coming off of a, well, 34 to three loss to Florida. The line has moved to 25 over the last couple of days. I feel like 25 is a lot of points. That's a lot. That's a lot. But this points. team lost to Georgia State. I know. It's I a know. lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. I know. But, I, yeah, I'm going to take UGA to win and cover. And Curtis is also going to take the dogs to win and cover in Neyland Stadium. G, what's your pick? I agree. I'll take us to win and cover, especially coming off a of bye week. We're getting healthier and better, in my opinion. And, yeah, as long as we start off fast, uh, just let Fromm go to work with the running game, wear them down early. Tennessee, Tennessee's defense is all right, but once they get worn down, they have no depth. So once we wear them down in the second half, 
it should be an easy win. So I'll take us to win the cover. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Love it, G. Love it, man. Uh, this one really should not be complicated. Uh, look, we're the superior team in really virtually every aspect of this game. I don't see a matchup on the field that I really think Tennessee should be definitely favored in. Uh, I'm always a little gun shy about going to Knoxville. I'll talk about this in the preview show because I, I just know how that place can be. And I'm still kind of shaking off the Mark Rick cobwebs. Love Mark Rick. But I'm shaking off those cobwebs of playing down to opponents. Uh, I've just walked out of that stadium one too many times with a disappointing loss. They're going to play hard. I'll, I'll give Tennessee that. They they haven't been good this year. There's no doubt about that. But they have played hard. They haven't quit yet. And I kind of expected them to fold. I haven't seen that yet. The year is still early. But I haven't seen it yet. So I expect them to come out and play hard against the top three opponent. I expect the crowd to be loud at night to open the game at least. But the fact is, that's about all they've got going for them in this one. Other than maybe the uncertainty that comes with not naming quarterback starter. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm hearing right now, I, I, I predicted in the preview show that was going to be Guarantano. I'm, I'm hearing some rumors right now that it might be Brian Maurer. Those might be just rumors and some smoke screens. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm hearing more and more talk about that. And you also have the possible changes made by a desperate team during the bye week, whatever that's worth. But the simple fact is we should be able to dominate both lines of scrimmage. It's that simple. Dominate both lines of scrimmage. And as G said, you got to let Jay Fromm do his thing. We had the far and away better quarterback. Whoever they go with the quarterback, our guy's just better. And when that's the case, when you dominate both lines of scrimmage and you got the better quarterback, not even close, no contest there, there's absolutely no reason you should lose the football game. I think that's the case here. If we play a clean game, even if we don't play our best game, if we just play a clean game and do not give them those easy, cheap scores, uh, you know, with turnovers, maybe a poor special teams play that, that gives them a touchdown or a short field, we win this game and we cover the spread if we just play a clean game. So I'm putting my faith in Kirby Smart to have cleaned up some of the issues during the bye week, I agree up with G also that this team is getting better. We're a work in progress, but we're improving. So I expect to see a focused, efficient football team after the bye on Saturday. So I'm taking us to win and cover the spread. But uh, that's it, right? That's That does it for this week. All right, guys. G, great job, my man. We really appreciate you joining us today, my friend. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, man. We'll, we'll have to try to get you on again at some point. But uh, that's it for us, guys. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us here today on the Glory UJ podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll let you know how bad we messed up. Charlie and I had a horrible Maryland pick last week. G killed it today. But uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we uh, get that win, get that cover. We'll be good to go. But uh, for Charlie, for G, I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening. As always, go dogs. Go dogs.